can't tell if the chemistry is good by looking at it. It wasn't clear yesterday. For the last time, the saltwater pool is a chlorine pool. This is the Talking Pools podcast with pool pros from every region in the country. If it happens in a pool, you'll hear about it here. Everything from tips and hacks to the latest tricks and trends, breaking news. We lay it on the line. We tell it like it is because we think you deserve to know. Hey folks, Peter here. Welcome back to Monday's Down Under on the Talking Pools podcast. I'm joined, of course, by Shane over in New Zealand. G'day, Shane. How are you, mate? Hey, Peter. Pretty good. And yourself? Yeah, doing well, doing well. Still feeling the cold, but uh, yeah, I just need to toughen up a bit with that. What happened to um, living the dream? You were living the dream over summer. I thought you'd be living the dream when it is possibly slowed down a little bit more, a little bit more relaxing. Yeah, still a lot going on, a lot of preparing for the uh, the upcoming season. Mm-hmm. Season just gone, started in the middle of um, middle of August, which was a bit of an early start for our part of the world, uh, and that's basically five weeks away. So I don't know if we'll get much of an off-season this year, uh, but look, we've yes. got a couple of us out there, uh, out on the road, getting the jobs done, uh, some customers even paying their bills, which is always a nice thing. No, they're generally pretty good. It was a bonus. Yeah, I've only had to call the deck yeah. collector in on a few of them. Have you got, have you got any um, any holiday plans before the season picks off this year? No, I haven't really had time for uh, thinking about that this year yet. Uh, school holidays at the moment, so the kids mm. are at home driving uh, driving my wife up the wall. But uh, hopefully, have a couple of days, a couple of extra days off, go out and do some stuff with them. Yep. School holidays here at the moment as well, so I must be mm. the same holidays as you in conjunction with it. So, uh, yeah, I've noticed the roads are a lot quieter. That's always a big bonus when the um, school holidays are, are here. Yeah, um, roads are a funny thing because the other day I was going uh, between two jobs and it was a fair, fair distance between them. And there was a section of highway. It was about one and a half kilometres long uh, in this particular traffic jam. That's about a mile. And that took me about 45 minutes to drive. A truck and a van had an accident blocking off both lanes of the highway. So, uh, yeah, that was fun. Made me almost an hour late for a job. But the customer was understanding. Generally, they are. Yeah. Uh, as soon as you say you're on the row highway, that, that particular highway caught in traffic, everyone here goes, yep, that's no surprise. <laughs> it's known for it. Yep. Yes. How's your week been? Uh, pretty good, actually. Uh, yesterday afternoon, we, yeah. uh, we took the afternoon off and um, uh, we went out for lunch at the pub, me and the, uh, the guy who works for me. So, uh, the, the, the where the pub, the pub, the pub. <laughs> yes, I had a beverage. <laughs> and after lunch, I got home at about, I think it was half past eight at night and walked in the door. My wife gave me that look that oh, wives wow. give sometimes. 
And uh, I said, I've had a beverage. And she said, I think you've had more than one, Pete. And um, <laughs> was quite correct about that. Oh, you got to do it to uh, keep the morale up and um, chat about a few things and uh, have a beverage. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Definitely. So, ah, I try I'm to try- do it every couple of months. And bring some sunshine. It looks like you're. Uh, it looks like you're trying to bring some sunshine at the moment with that um, fleece that you're wearing. <laughs> I might have to put my sunglasses on in a minute. Yeah, the old high vis, uh, high visibility orange. I uh, left my <clears throat> normal, my blue jumper in the uh, in the truck, so um, it's it's quite cold in my office. So uh, that's what I had. So um, yeah, occasionally wear high vis out on the uh, the jobs, especially if it's early morning or late afternoon and I have to go get something from a vehicle on the parked on the road. Uh, I've got the um, high-vis, got witches' hats uh, for lining up behind the ute or truck so people can see witches it. Hats? Witches' hats? Witches' hats. Aren't they a thing there? Witches' It's a... Hats. Um, uh, it's not something I've heard of myself. Okay. It's uh, generally... Uh, bright orange or red it's a, a cone that goes on the road so you could with a reflective strip around it um i don't know what do you call them traffic cones or something traffic cones yeah traffic cones now nah, which is so common i know yeah we call them witches hats never seen a witch wearing a bright orange hat but um maybe they should <laughs> it'd be easy to see especially at night true <laughs> yeah um Hey, the other week we had Wayne on with us and we spoke about chlorine dioxide. Now, Mm. early this week just gone, I met with Linda Taylor, who's the state manager of Waterco here. And uh, she notified me that they actually have a chlorine dioxide product. It's called Perox Safe and Clear. Uh, Its active constituent is sodium salts, including chlorite, at 60 to 75% weight in weight. So it's a powdered uh, form. You add it to the pool and the electrolytic cell on a salt system will break it down into chlorine dioxide. Now, I had a job to do earlier this week and there was some biofilm, basically black algae, a bit of white water mold, that type of thing, uh, and very high chloramines. So once I balanced out the water, brought the pH down where it was chlorine would be effective, added this, left it running, gave it a scrub. Uh, following day, I came back, no sign of biofilm, and chloramines had been removed from the water. So I think this might wow. be something I look into further and uh, start using it because it was one of the best results I've seen with biofilm. Um I'd like Ooh. to see how it goes with a big amount of biofilm in a pool uh, rather than having to put the, the tablets in uh, to create chlorine dioxide. But that's uh, that's a, a new little powder for me to play around with. Yeah, that does sound interesting. Yeah. I have to powders. speak to water kill myself, actually, about that one. Yeah. Uh, powders and potions fits in with the whole witch's hat theme. Big news in our industry over here as well. So I've got a really jagged connection here with you at the moment. So if I just keep yabbering on, it means you've frozen mm. on the screen. Uh, big, yeah. big news here locally. Sparza, Swimming Pool and Spar Association of Western Australia. 
in 2014, they appointed a man named Bryce Steele as their chief executive officer for Sparza Western Australia. Now, I've got to say that at the time, that was very separate, completely separate to Sparza Australia. They have recently amalgamated. Right. But he became CEO. Um, for six months, he was also the executive director of Sparza Australia at that time. So it's the same umbrella, but they, they were legally separate. Mm -hmm. um, in early two th uh, 2021, he moved from Sparza to take on the role of CEO of Barrier Reef Pools, which is one of the fiberglass manufacturers here. And after that, in I believe it was early 2022, Sparza called in, Sparza noticed some discrepancies in their financial records and West Australian police were called in to investigate uh, these discrepancies. Uh, so they had uh, forensic accountants and police investigators and so forth. And they have recently charged him with seven counts of stealing from the association. Now, because wow, seven. seven counts. Um, because he was CEO, that's not just treated like normal theft. That is abuse of a position of trust. So sentencing is still to follow, mm. but given his position in the association, given the nature of uh, of the uh, crimes he committed, I think he's probably going to be uh, probably going to have the book thrown at him. I think he's going to be uh, suffering that for a mm. very very long time. And at the end of the day, if he is in fact guilty yeah. of it, and I, I haven't got all the evidence in front of me, um, but the courts have found him guilty of it. So um, uh, I think rightly so. Uh, it could potentially affect the entire industry as a whole. Uh, right, we, okay. There's enough people out there who think that you know, I heard a thing uh, uh, recently. Somebody said, oh, don't tell my mother I'm a pool tech. She thinks I'm a used car salesman. Uh, some of the um, uh, pool guys out there have got very poor reputations. And the last thing we need is for people to start thinking that the whole industry is corrupt. So uh, I'll uh, update everyone as we hear more on that. But uh, Yeah, that's, um, that's pretty serious. Mm. So it was a couple of years of, uh, oh, sorry, over a year of investigation. And uh, yeah, the forensic accounts, I don't know if you know any or have ever met any forensic accountants. Uh, I've got a family friend who's a forensic accountant and I have a customer who's a forensic accountant. And if you think an auditor is serious and OCD, these guys, they will chase every single cent down. Um they simply don't miss right. things. So I would say there would have been a fair bit of evidence um, against Bryce Steele uh, submitted in court there. Mm. So let's see what happens with Sparza. As I say, yeah, Sparza... Yeah, definitely... Sorry. Oh, sorry. Yes. I was just going to say this is um, something that's definitely going to affect Sparza's reputation now. Oh, and it's... It was out there. It uh, it made the news. Of course, all the industry bulletins have, have got news about it. Um, but yeah, just to clarify, Sparza WA has now merged with Sparza Australia. Uh, and just uh, 28th of June, 
The Master Pool Builders Association of Australia also voted to merge with Sparser Australia. So uh, watch this space. Let's see if there are any changes in an institutional level with Sparza. Are you a member yourself with the associate association, Peter? I'm actually not at the moment. Um, my previous business, when mm. we made fiberglass pools, uh, we were a member of Sparza before it was even called Sparza. Many years ago when it was founded, it was called Spiawa, the Swimming Pool Industry Association of Western Australia. And my father, who ran the, the family business, he was a founding member of that. And then they changed over to Sparza. And we were members right. until we sold that business. Um, I'm, I've done some training with Sparza, uh, Certificate 3 course, for example. But I don't know. It's something I revisit occasionally. Uh, I'd need to see some some value in it. So um, maybe. Definitely mm. not against the idea. But uh, there are so many ways we can throw money at joining organizations and subscribing to things and there's just if you don't control the costs going out they will very quickly control yes. you yep yep so uh, but yeah they are fairly big in training when we um when we started our business up when we started our business up um we become a member so there was quite a few courses that we could even get a discount on um they were pretty good um this year we've decided not to just because a couple of reasons um we don't really for the membership price the annual membership price we don't really feel at this stage that we're getting as much back as much benefit back um if you compare spaza nz to um spaza australia they seem to have a lot more benefits involved with the australian side compared to the new zealand side mm. but mm. that's just because it's a much smaller industry out here. Could be. Uh, I believe there is sharing of resources between the Australian and New Zealand organisations. Uh, the big selling point that was put to me is uh, advertising, basically the fact that you can go to the Sparza website and all the members are listed there. And with my business name uh, being fairly early on in the alphabet and they're alphabetically listed, then that would possibly get me something. But I haven't advertised in years. Yes. Everything I do is word of mouth, recommendation. Uh, I, I had a job at one point. Uh, I had about five minutes left to go at the end of a Friday afternoon to finish this job off. And it took me about an hour because the damn phone wouldn't just, just wouldn't stop ringing. And they're all from the same little suburb or group of suburbs uh, within the city of Melville. And the fifth or sixth customer to ring me, I said, look, I appreciate your call, but what's going on in your area today? And he said, oh, somebody put on a local Facebook group about uh, can someone recommend uh, a pool service and 20 people mentioned you. Now, for a Facebook group, that's that's quite remarkable. But that's how I get most of my business, mm. just straight out word of mouth. Yeah. And I'm happy with that. I enjoy not paying for advertising. Mm. It's perfect. Mm. That's a good system. Yeah. yeah. I'm walking <laughs> around with a very bright orange top on. I think that's going to be enough advertising for you today, Peter. Oh, people look away, shield their eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, one thing we've kind of touched on recently, 
but never really explored. There's a few products that I would love to see available. Now, they may be, and I've just never heard of them. But this bit really is for any of the equipment manufacturers sitting out there. Because I've, I've got a short list of some items that would be really handy on certain jobs. Yep. First, first thing I'd like to mention, and I've spoken to some distributors and so forth, you know, speak to the manufacturer, see if they can do this. Uh, we all, of course, know Astral Pool, Division of Fluidra. They have recently stopped producing yep. their ZX series cartridge filters. Now, I am scared to think how many of those things are out there in the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, I reckon there there's definitely going to be tens of thousands around the country. I wouldn't be surprised if it's up in the hundreds of thousands. They're just yep. everywhere. Now, there's still a little bit of stock, I believe, available of the Z- ZX 100 and 150 square foot cartridge filters. Uh, the 50 square feet, I haven't actually looked at. I, you rarely see something that small unless it's on a spa. Uh, the 200 and 250 square foot versions, they're completely out of. Now, what I do find is because they've got – the tank is basically made of a number of cylinders that are welded together, and the number of these cylinders depends on which size filter it is. And it's a modification of the old Hurlcon. Hurlcon was a company that was bought out by Astral some years ago. And these seams can tend to split after a few years. Also, the top of the tank where the lid attaches to it, there you often find it warps again after a few years. Now, at the moment, I'm getting two or three inquiries a week for people needing to have their ZX filters replaced. Uh, or just telling me, hey, this filter's leaking. If someone would bring out a direct replacement for the ZX filter, it would make life so much easier for all of us who actually get out there and replace filters. Now, uh, some people say, oh, it can't be that hard to replumb a filter in. And no, normally it's fairly straightforward. You know, under half an hour, you're done, typically. Mm-hmm. But one trend over here, and this uh, follows the trend of residential land sizes reducing. Space is at a premium. So it's very common to have a fiberglass waterfall, sheer descent type waterfall, at the end of the pool or beside the pool. And the equipment's just crammed inside there. And quite often, there's just no space to cut and join pipes. It's a massive job. You basically have right. to re- replumb most of the pipe work in there. Uh, and you'll have things like the filter union hard up against a valve, hard up against an elbow, something like that. So there's just no room to join a bit of pipe on. So if a manufacturer could bring out a replacement, a direct swap over for the ZX filters, much like uh, Reltec has done with the uh, some of the Astral pumps, just as uh, Davey has a range that's a direct swap over for the Onga uh, LTP series. Onga's being a, a department or division of Pentair over here, iconic Australian brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they will make an absolute killing on selling those filters. Yep. So that's that's my view, and I'm sticking to it. So uh, any of you filter manufacturers? No, out- that's a very good idea, actually. There, there are just so many of them. Um, they're going to need replacing. I would, I would, yeah, yeah. I think that's one of the most popular brands 
of um, and models of uh, cartridge field that I've seen around as well. Um, mm. Yeah, same in Auckland from what I've seen. There's a lot of them around. Oh, I never realised that they got discontinued, though. No, they've recently discontinued. The other problem is with these very right. crammed spaces for equipment installations underneath these these waterfall shells is to swap out with a different make and model. The ZX was fairly squat. A lot of them are much narrower and much higher. When you're trying to do mm. work with them, even clean the filter out, clean the element, pulling the element out, there often isn't enough headspace if something's even slightly higher. Uh, you look at some filters, yes. uh, Waterco makes an Opal filter, which is uh, admittedly not my favourite filter, but it's tough. Uh, it's much yeah. wider, so there often isn't the space to physically fit the thing in there, plumbing or not. So uh, that would be making a direct swap over, I think, for a manufacturer would be a licence to print money. Mm. I think you're on to something there, Peter. Mm. But I'm not set up for manufacturing, so I'm not going to do it. <laughs> but what I am set up for is well, you put it out in there, my no? shed. Hey? You put the idea out there, no? Oh, yeah. Let someone do you it. Know, Make all of our lives easier. Yeah. So I can't manufacture it, but what I can do is tinker in my shed. And I'd like to share some of the things I've been playing around with. In the first. Shed? Okay. In is the it, shed. This is not going to going to turn into an X-rated podcast, is it? No, not even close. <laughs> Dirty-minded little boy. T tinker away. <laughs> um, <laughs> rushing pools. Young man like you won't be feeling it yet, but if, when you get uh, closer and closer to my age, you'll start feeling that when you have to really scrub a pool, it gets very, very hard on your back, especially if you've got multiples a day. Now, we all know the standard pool brooms. You get nylon bristles. You get coarse nylon, which are good for your pebble creek pools. Uh, stainless steel, which is good for rendered. Uh, the um, microfiber brooms uh, that you see sometimes mm -hmm. that are good for smooth surfaces like vinyl, fiberglass pool walls, that sort of thing. One thing, uh, another couple of things I've seen that make it a bit easier are the hydrodynamic designs. So I don't know if you've come across the pull brooms where you can attach a couple of flaps to them. Basically, it works almost like an aerolon on a plane. As you push the broom down, these flaps force it against the wall so you don't have to put as much energy in. There's also another type called the whale tail, which has a big rubbery kind of flap on the back of it. Oh, look up the whale tail cleaner. They're, they're really good to use. And that there really pushes it against right. the wall a lot easier. So when you're scrubbing the wall, you're not worried about yep. put, applying inward pressure into the wall. You just need to push it down and let the broom take care of the um, the rest. But I was thinking uh, a while back when I was in the um, uh, when I was brushing my teeth one morning, I thought, what about if we could make a giant electric toothbrush suitable for scrubbing a pool? Yeah. Don't you laugh at me. I think it's a great idea. <laughs> and I think there's three ways it could be done. First of all, if you look at some of the suction automatic cleaners, they've often got a turbine in it that causes the wheels to spin. Some similar type of thing could be done rather than spinning wheels, though, spinning a brush. Problems with that would be, of course, it's going to be cumbersome having the vacuum hose to drive the turbine. 
and also will it generate enough speed to make the brushing effective? So that got me thinking, mm. what about using a propeller type vacuum? So you've got things like the Riptide, there are other uh, brands available where basically you've got this motor, battery powered, and it runs the propeller. A motor like that, what I'm currently doing is ripping apart an old, a different model of a uh, different brand of cleaner I've got. I'm ripping that apart and trying to apply a brush to it. And I'll see how that goes. I think you could also modify a robotic cleaner, and I'm about to take out of service a couple of my demonstration model robotic cleaners, because they're just that far out of date now. And I reckon using one of those to either spin a round brush or a cylindrical brush. You've seen on some of the robots, like Matronics, for example, have got those little rubber um, yeah. cylinders with rubber flaps on. Change that for something like nylon. I think that could save a lot of effort. Mm. Saying it out loud, I'm beginning to think I might be yeah, slightly crazy. Um, yeah. That's that's <laughs> something I'd like to see a manufacturer make. Uh, <clears throat> big issue would be if it leaves a circular pattern as it scrubs around on the walls of certain pools. And of course, weight would have to be something. You don't want to have this thing that's so heavy and cumbersome yes. that it does away with any advantage of having it mechanised. So that's that's number two on the list. A uh, giant electric toothbrush for swimming pools. Hey everyone, Andrea here. Thank you for listening to our show and make sure you listen next week to hear part two. If you like this episode, please go listen to our other shows on the Talking Pools Podcast Network. Send us your questions at talkingpools at gmail.com. Don't forget to like us, follow us, and leave us a review wherever you listen. Thanks again for listening. I don't know, stay chlorinated. just wanted to take a minute to say thank you for listening today. I'm hoping you enjoyed the episode as much as we enjoyed putting it together for you. Listen, it's been a couple of wacky, crazy, screwed up years from pandemic to Poolmageddon. I just want you to know that we are all in this together. If there's anything that we can do for you, send me an email at talkingpools at gmail.com. Again, that's talkingpools at gmail.com. We're here. This is your podcast. We are the Pool People's Podcast of the Pool People for the Pool People by the Pool People's Podcast. This one is about you. So thank you for tuning in and listening. Do me a favor. Click subscribe before you go. That way you don't miss an episode. 